Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks, number 145 for January 29th, 2016. I am Jason DeFilippo. And I am a big pile of virus. Oh, lovely. I'm glad we're doing this remote. Yes, I'm Brian Schulmeister. I have, I'm on day three of the flu. I don't know how I got it. Um, it's one of those things like, uh, people say that it's good to get out and see people I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was out and about a bit this week and some, somebody infected me and I've been, uh, just, uh, sweating in bed for two days straight. Mm, nice. Awesome. Right. Lying in your own juices. Yes. But, uh, I have my, uh, my hot water with lemon and honey. So let's get this done. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room. The curse is real, Jason. The curse is real. I unfortunately seem to have killed Abe Vigoda. That is very sad. That that website, uh, you know, he had one job. He didn't yeah. update it right away. I checked immediately. Yeah. No, yeah. AbeVigoda.com. Uh, yeah, didn't keep up with it. Took him a good 15 to 20 minutes. See, I, I wonder if he had a Google alert set or how he, how he was. I would have. He had to have something. AbeVigoda.com had one job. One job. One job. And didn't make it. Yeah, no, sad that he passed and creepy that we seem to be killing people left, right, and center. I know. Everybody keeps telling us we have to have a, a Bieber and Kardashian episode soon. Uh, yeah, I know. Actually, the only reason I knew he passed is because we got inundated with tweets and emails and posts immediately. I so. know. Everybody's <laughs> like, stop it. Stop <laughs> killing people. Yeah. Well, we'll miss you, Abe. Yeah, definitely. So uh, let's talk about our uh, some of the technical issues we've had and uh, just apologize to everybody who had to re-download everything. Yeah, that, that hit me too. I have two copies of everything in my iTunes uh, now. Yeah, I don't know how to fix that. I mean, this is, when you do feed switching with all new file names, it's going to happen. Yeah. And it depends on your settings for, you know, what your podcatcher is set for if it's just set to download the latest episode or however. But yeah, we got a lot of downloads. Fortunately, we're not paying for bandwidth. That's true. Yeah, it doesn't cost us anything. Yeah, so BTR, we have, we're transitioning over there. I think we're pretty much done now, right? So there shouldn't be any more issues moving forward except for other random issues. But we're working with them on it, um, and it should all fall together in pretty soon. One yeah, in due course, once their, uh, once their devs get on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just bear with us, please. And we got some reports or a report of an ad in the middle of the show. It's some weird point. And I checked and I couldn't find it. So. I'm not entirely buying that. We got that report came from someone who likes to troll us every now and then, particularly after a few drinks. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes, there are pre, pre-roll and post-roll ads. Yes. Since we, we, we are now a uh, primarily fan-supported show, not an exclusively fan-supported show. And there will be one or two in the middle, but we will we will time those so they are not obtrusive and in a section break. So yeah, so bear with us, and uh, I'm sorry about the ads, but we want to make a living doing this too. Yeah, we really would. It so would nice. yeah, we are with the network now, and this is part of what they do. So we're going to see how it goes. It's it's the way that podcasting seems to be going. So we're on board with it, and uh, hope you still like the show. Indeed, we will. Uh, it gives us more time to actually try and make a better show. Exactly. So not that you can tell from this episode. <laughs> hey, now we're <laughs> just getting started here. I got my K cup of delicious n- nothing. It's mud. I okay. don't know why people. I, I don't know why you have a K cup. Those are the stupidest things ever. Well, it's just, somebody has one here at the office and it oh. was free. Okay. So, fair enough. 
Yeah, See? I'll take free coffee over no coffee. See, <laughs> uh, Web 2.0, free is shit. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. So mm-hmm. we talk about, you know, the effects of technology on society and us as people. Yes. And I found a really good article called What World Are We Building by Dana Boyd, who is a very smart woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a it's an interesting read to think about what the internet has done, how things have been going, but it really kind of wraps up at the end thinking about big data and how we can kind of use it and think two steps ahead. So it, you know, because we haven't really thought a lot about some of the stuff that we've created. We just kind of made <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. And it's just, a, it's a good uh, thought piece. I thought. I enjoyed the article a lot. Um, there was a lot of interesting things in it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely worth a read where we're going to go with this. Who knows? But uh, big data is a big issue. We're not thinking about it. People are just, uh, we built these things and now we've kind of signed off on all these, uh, all these, a very small handful of companies that are collecting all the world's info uh, at once. And we really need to start thinking about what that's going to mean for us in the future. Yeah. What are the ramifications mm-hmm. once you have all this data? And we've been seeing, you know, we've seen all the negative stuff. Let's get to some <laughs> positive stuff. Yeah, that would be nice. But uh the next thing I'm going to talk about is definitely not positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bring it on. Uh, this is a this is a horrible clickbaity headline. Uh, nine out of ten Americans are completely wrong about this mind blowing fact. What is this mind blowing fact, Brian? And it's a horrible video, and the music is absolutely awful. But if the uh, facts are correct, it should make your blood boil. Um, I'm not. This is all about income inequality. It's about uh, the assumptions of uh, how bad most Americans think it is and how that's not even close to the truth of how bad it really, really is. Did you watch it, Jason? I did. It's basically a video about what our perceptions are of how much money the one percenters actually have and then the actual reality of how much the one percenters actually have, which is all of the monies, it seems. Yes, they have all the monies. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it depressed the hell out of me. <laughs> it, it makes me want to ver- vote for Bernie Sanders now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. It's, it's, uh, well, we got, we got plenty of time still before we have to make any kind of decision. Yeah, yeah, and we're not a political show, really. And we're not a political show, but uh, I urge you to watch this because you will be, I, I was even surprised at, at how the actual breakdown is. See, you're you're not one of the nine out of 10. Apparently I am. I think the 10 out of 10 are the people that have all the monies. <laughs> okay, uh, so I found uh, going on that theme, you know, we talk about mm-hmm. how how the middle class is being destroyed and how how tough it is to get a job as a programmer sometimes nowadays. Oh, look at you, you know, with your, your newfound belief that there's no middle class anymore. Well, here's the thing. Um, Disney is basically getting screwed right now because they fired a bunch of people, tech workers, yeah. and are replacing them with the you know H-1B visa people who just come in and work for cheaper. Yeah. And they're having the people who they fired train the new people, uh-huh. which if you read the rules of an H-1B visa, should be technically impossible because that person... Obviously could already do the job. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing kind of stinks. So they've got a class action lawsuit, I think in their future, they're, they're trying to get this thing into a class action status because two people are definitely suing them and they're just really working on, uh, for everybody else, the other 250 people that got laid off. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I wish this, uh, that kind of, uh, thing actually applied to, uh, to people that, uh, worked out here on H1Bs because I have many times had to train a successor that didn't know shit. Yep. That was always fun. Uh, so Sprint, who yes. I never, ever use because they sound huh. terrible. Uh, they're firing at least 2,500 people. So. But, 
But how could they, why would they be doing that? Because they must be doing so well because all they're doing is offering the cheapest deals out there because obviously they can afford to, right? Yep. And well, I guess not. So a lot ah. of, a lot of it is their customer service people. So there's customer service. Yeah, seriously. There's customer service with a telco. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're reducing costs by $2.5 billion this year because uh, apparently people aren't using Sprint. They're well, sprinting, so- they're sprinting away from Sprint. Yes. Well, you know, I don't, yeah, again, they, all they're, all they've been doing, every single ad is saying that they're going to save everybody tons of money. So I guess they're not making any money and they're firing people and they're still, uh, okay, whatever. Uh, I, you know, I, I just sit here and go, I, I thought I understood how business works. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm wrong because look at all these places. But then the headlines come out and I go, hmm, I was right. Interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> well, the, fortunately, all these people that just got laid off or fired, uh, they can spend their time practicing their mindfulness now because science shows us how it can transform your life. Uh, I found this article in Inc, on Inc.com. And the interesting thing about it is there's really, uh, well, now there's no more article because uh, I apparently looked at it too many times and now it won't let me see it. <laughs> Oh, you're limited <laughs> to the amount of times you can see it? Yeah, apparently so. Anyway, well, if you haven't gone to Inc. and you can see the article, it's uh, it says that there's science that shows it, but there's actually no science in the article. You have to go to other sites to no, no, find they, the, the science. The article says there are multiple research studies and then links out, and then studies and then links out, and then during one research study and then links out. Uh, but, I mean, I really do think that now more than ever, I love that phrase, uh, actually meditation is in incredibly important and mindfulness is incredibly important because we're all so distracted. And I mean, I, you know, I watch people sitting there working and then they grab their phone and the attention span is less than 30 seconds now for most people and, and doing a five minute, three minute to start two minute to start, even if you can handle that meditation, just to get you in the practice of actually paying attention to only one thing for more than 15 seconds, people is, is, required now. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about Buddhify and other uh, mm-hmm. meditation and mindfulness techniques. So I'm on board with this, but I just thought it was very funny that uh, <laughs> in, in the title that says science shows and there is actually no science in the article. Well, they head out to other places that have science. Summarize. They could have just yes. summarized. Kind of like we do. Exactly. In the news... Marvin Minsky, uh, the AI pioneer, has died at age 88, and it wasn't my fault. Yeah, we did not mention him. No, we did not. <laughs> but uh, uh, I was reading yeah. a, the, the, like an obit on the New York Times, mm-hmm. and he was a pretty fascinating dude. I didn't really know a lot about him until he, he passed away. And he was a really prolific guy, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he worked along, he was a colleague of uh, Ray Kurzweil, who we've talked about quite a bit um, on the show and a bunch of other people. I mean, this was like the little brain trust that really way back in the day got us going. Yeah, he should have he should have hung out with Ray a little bit longer and taken all those vitamins that Ray takes. Yeah, and maybe maybe. could have kept him for a little bit longer. You watch Ray. Ray's going to die next week now. Oh, shit. <laughs> we got to be careful here. We have to use our powers for good. I know. We're just going to have to start bleeping everybody's name. It'll be a bleep fest. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in related news, a computer has just beaten a human champion at Go, which is a game I've never heard of, but apparently it's orders of magnitude more complex than chess. Um, and some people are saying that this is the next step in AI, but to me, this just still seems like it's just incredibly quick algorithmic pattern recognition, well, not they've, AI. They've got a couple different AI systems that that 
work to make this actually happen because Go is a lot more intuitive than chess because there's so many moves. You can't actually pattern out all the moves. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. And they thought it was going to take about 10 years for them to come up with the algorithms and the the horsepower to beat a human at Go. But uh, nope. It did, it did not. No, it got here a little bit faster than we expected. Yeah, yes, it did. So uh, in related news to that, Lifehacker has a nice little interactive chart uh, created by, I believe, uh, was it not Fast Company, but uh, somebody, oh, the McKinsey Global Institute uh, did a interactive model for jobs and probabilities of your job being taken over by by automation robot workers. So study up people. Again, Pilates, that seems to be the way to go. Well, uh, whoever, I hope that they can automate the creation of these charts and graphs because this thing is almost unusable. Ah, uh, you took the joke from the first comment. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a horribly done graph. Uh, if you zoom in a lot, I mean, I find the data super interesting. And you can also uh, just actually link, there's a link off the like hacker article at the very end that links just to the data analysis. I recommend that over the stupid interactive chart. Yeah, it's really kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, one job that is surprising is uh, Google has revealed that it's got over a thousand people, a thousand mm-hmm. people trying to find crappy ads in their system. Well, they're not doing a very good job. <laughs> Actually, I haven't gotten a really crappy ad in a long time. I mean, oh, either because I, I haven't got an <laughs> ad blocker. <laughs> exactly, I've not seen an ad in a long time, and uh, it's it's interesting how they are using a mix of algorithmic and human to uh, humans, actually 1,000 mm-hmm. of them at least, to yep. find out where their uh, their spam ads and their malware crap comes from. Yeah. Because we've talked about the armies of people who have to look at all the pictures that come through Facebook and look for porn and pull those out. But this is just, you know, this mm-hmm. is, I wonder if, they, if there's crossover right. there. Well, I was going to ask, I mean, are these people, are they down the street from me? Are, they, are these U.S. employees from Google? Or it says it's a all? global workforce. Oh, interesting. So they have one manager in the U.S. Well, you and- know, <laughs> here's the thing about it, though. Ads are in every language. That's true. So you need a global workforce to actually patrol these places because, you know, I'm if, glad you, if, you're, if you speak Swahili and, you know, you're I, checking the Swahili ads. I'm you're glad really, you're seeing the good in them, Jason, because I'm just assuming that means it's uh, 999 foreign workers getting paid next to nothing and one manager. It could be, but I doubt it. Okay. I sincerely doubt it. This is Google. That's true. Oh, yeah. They do, they, they're do. they great. They do no evil, remember? Oh, yes. No evil. Uh, it's actually do no harm, I thought. Was oh, it? No, no. Don't be evil. See, they, they got rid of it so long ago that it's already, you know, yeah. gone back into the, the history of time. Also, technically, we need to stop calling them Google. They're alphabet. They're our alphabet. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Mm. I've got two uh, letters for you. VR and porn. Um. Well, porn has traditionally always pushed forward technology. We we all know this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I uh, yeah, I'm not into VR anyways. And uh, my thought on this is, you basically have to have a safe room to watch porn if you're going to get into VR porn. This is true. You do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need uh, you need like the uh, those like wheelie lock things that spin around like they use in Jessica Jones and like everything. I mean, you gotta you gotta lock that shit down. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I, I, it'd be interesting to see once maybe just to see what it's like, but for the most part, I think, you know, it's, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I, I, I already find it silly. I mean, this is, you and I have been through this 
so many times, this this new technology push. Uh, some of them last, some of them don't. The hype surrounding VR right now, uh, if you live here in Southern California, when you listen to KCRW, every other commercial is, you got to get our cardboard VR viewers so you can watch our immersive performances in our new studio space. I have no interest in any of this shit. None. I don't care. Um, every post on Facebook, at least from my group of friends, uh, there people are starting to get involved in it. VR this, VR that. This is going to change the world. <sighs> <laughs> well, I, I'm curious to see how Oculus Rift actually comes off because I've never, I haven't used one, so I'm not going to poo poo it until I see it. But I'm not going to poo poo it until I see it either. I would, I'd be interested in giving it a shot. I'm not going to start with porn. Um, just the same way that I wouldn't go see a 3D porn movie first either. Who wants that? <laughs> um, but duck. I mean, duck. I'm interested in giving it a go. Uh, I know I'm not going to be buying one. There's $600. No, thank you. Well, and you need a pretty powerful PC to run one. Yeah. You need yeah. a, you need a, you know, a heavy horsepower gaming machine to run that. It, yep. it's not going to run off that janky old MacBook of yours. I can tell you that right now. Hell, Skype barely runs off this janky old MacBook. True that, true that. Oh, man. Do you remember the days of uh, patent trolls? Uh, oh, like wait, that. they're still here. Right, like yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I found an Ars Technica article that's talking about how uh, basically this one company has been, it's just, I mean, they're massive patent trolls. Uh, was it Vernet X? Yes. Well, they always have the dumbest names. Yeah, these guys have gotten hundreds of millions of dollars from, you know, uh, Microsoft, and now they're going after Apple. A, and it's about, uh, yeah, they're going for $532 million in damages from Apple. That's, you know, maybe like 0.01% of Apple's earnings. So I was like about to say Apple <laughs> won't even notice that being gone, but I hope they don't <laughs> really. Get it. Yeah, it's about uh, the VPN, it's a VPN technology. So okay. they're, they're claiming uh, they own a lot of uh, patents on VPNs. Yeah, they bought a bunch of patents that they never actually did anything with. Um, yeah. But Cisco, I got to give give Cisco some uh, chutzpah. They stood up to him, took him to court, and they won. Awesome. Yeah. Go Cisco. Yeah, go Cisco. <laughs> when was the last time you bought anything from Cisco? Uh, I'd be willing to bet there's probably Cisco chips and a bunch of things I've bought, but I've never, I haven't bought anything branded Cisco in a long time. Yeah, because yeah. they, they bought a bunch of, uh, what was the big wireless router? company that they bought the blue boxes that everybody had oh god uh i can't remember what they were called i used to have one of those too i don't anymore but dozens of them and uh yeah as soon as apple came out with their extremes then (laughs) i I got rid of them but yeah i guess people must still use those and you know enterprise but yeah i used i haven't bought a cisco router in so long (laughs) not not everybody's apple so i'm sure they're doing quite well yeah and not everybody is famous on Twitter, and so the rest of us have to see all the ads. Yeah, so, this is a weird concept. Yeah, let's take let's take the top people and uh, not bother them with ads, but let all the peons who go and flock to the Kardashians' Twitter feeds, let them see all the ads. But Kim, no, she won't see any ads. It's weird. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on with Twitter right now. Nobody does. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> nobody they're, does. They're, they're yeah, they're rolling out weird tech like this. Uh, revolving door over there. In fact, former Twitter product head Kevin Wheel is joining Instagram. Um, you know, I, I just it's not just Twitter though. I just feel like that whole tech space. It's round and round and round they go. Anybody got a good idea? Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah, it's just musical chairs up there. It really is. Except they're all getting paid insanely large amounts of money. Yeah, obscene amount of money. Yeah, and they've got nothing. <laughs> um, the Atlantic. I generally don't read The Atlantic, but I found a really good oh. article there. I'm a fan. 
called The Deadly Delay Over Self-Driving Cars. Okay. And it's an interesting thought piece about, you know, the longer we wait to roll out self-driving cars, the more people are going to die. Because it currently, at this point, they're already safer than we are. Yeah, yeah. So the thought is, get them out the door as fast as you can and deal with the consequences later. Because I think what they're, a lot of the issues that, and we've actually talked about this problem on the show before, is the, do I, you know, when the car has to make a life and death decision, does it kill the one person or does it kill the group of people, you know? Yeah, it kills the one person. I, uh, yes, uh, the, in theory, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt the numbers. Uh, people, more people die from car accidents than anything else, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but there's just something to be said for free will. Um, there's also something to be said for the fact that there are so many car nuts. There are more car nuts in this country than gun nuts. And look how it's going trying to take it, uh, take away people's guns. Uh, when this happens, there's going to be a fucking big battle because people love their cars. Lots and lots and lots of people. They love working on them. They love driving them. They love their restoring them. This is gonna. This is not gonna be just a switch. Ooh, now we have self-driving cars. That's that. No, there's gonna be fucking battles about this stuff. I don't know if there's gonna be battles, but I mean, oh, I, yeah. I just want the option. I would love the option of just getting in my self-driving car and not having to deal with LA traffic. Yeah, just I mean, kick what, back and you know, read. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? Build multiple lines like one is for self-driving cars and one is for regular cars i mean this is uh, the infrastructure costs alone in, why, why in do you trying, have to why do you have to change anything they're self-driving you, cars they can drive on the same roads they just stay out of the you, you know that's the whole point of them well that would remove half the safety factors not necessarily you uh, still get you still get every bit of statistics in that model involved there being no self-driven cars out on the roads with them uh well, we'll see. We'll see how it's going to play out. But I would rather them be on the road now. Uh, I, I still not. I, no, I totally disagree. Not when it's been proven that you could hang a red sign outside your window and the car is just going to immediately stop. Well, that's the fun part. <laughs> that's where we get. That's where we get to play. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, so I got to give this guy some some uh, chutzpah credit here. Uh, this guy put up a uh, an igloo on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And uh, they deleted it. Good for them. But yeah, for 200 bucks, you could go stay in his igloo. I saw that. That was very funny. It was very funny. I also saw that there was a news report today that somebody had put up a Netflix and chill apartment. Oh, really? Yes. Wouldn't that just be a no-tell motel? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, this year, uh, or I guess last year, uh, was a very, very scary e-commerce earnings season for any company that was not named Amazon. How so? Well, apparently Amazon did very, very well. Uh, Etsy, not so much. eBay, not so much. Groupon, not so much. All brick and mortar retailers, not so much. So guess who did really well uh, over the Christmas holidays? Uh, One company. Big ol' Amazon. Yep. (laughs) Well, you know, they make it easy. They, they They really do. They really do. I mean, I will have to say, though, that I think... It's suffering. It's starting to suffer. Um, I'm an Amazon Prime member. I've started to notice that uh, things are not showing up in the time frame that they're supposed to anymore. Um, I think with a lot of these things, it's like once once you're the leader, you start to slack off a little bit. And I'm feeling them slack off. But the reality is, it's still the easiest place to go. It is. It is. They've, uh, they've, there have been a couple times, yeah, lately where I go and they say, oh, same day delivery, free same day delivery. And then it shows up four days later. Exactly. I'm dealing with that right now. I'm still waiting for something that's supposed to be here three days ago. Yeah. Oh, well. well oh, I, well. You know, it's, the infrastructure that is required to deliver all these packages is pretty enormous, especially when, like, at Christmas, they didn't even have enough UPS trucks. I saw UPS guys using U-Hauls. 
They were right. literally, you know, loading packages from the UPS store into the back of a U-Haul, unless it was a heist. It could have been a heist, but <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that they just ran out of trucks. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, I've seen so many Amazon uh, vans around the, my neighborhood recently. It's ridiculous. Amazon needs to buy Uber. Hey, now. Yeah, and then they can just put all the packages in the back of the Ubers, and when they're driving by, taking somebody to the airport, they can just drop some packages off. And that yeah. way, and you can get like a 5% discount on your Uber fare if you can stop and drop some packages off. Yeah, you could just choose the AMA Uber, which means that you have to stop and drop off a few packages first. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I found something that was really interesting, this company called Workhorse. Okay. Speaking of delivery, they're going after uh, kind of the same thing that Amazon's doing with Amazon Air. Mm-hmm. Um but these guys are doing it with uh, other types of delivery. They have electric trucks, and what they have is a drone that sits on top of the truck. Right. And once it get, gets close to the delivery, the drone picks up the package, takes it to the house, and comes back and recharges on the top of the truck. Okay. I thought it was pretty cool, a pretty cool idea. It, right. it, it's literally the last mile problem. Yeah, I was about to say, they're really only using the drones for the last mile, which seems to defeat the entire purpose of the whole drone thing. Uh, well, you can save a lot of gas if you're still... Not, you know, how many, how many, depends on how many deliveries a day you make. So if you can use the drone to cut out like, you know, a couple hundred miles, mm-hmm. then that actually would save you some money and save some gas. But right. and the other thing is the trucks are electric. So I guess that doesn't really count, but on the gas <laughs> problem, but it's a, it's an interesting uh, concept to, to hybridize that. Right. And those drones are big. Security? Ha! Apparently, there's a site out there, CrashSafari.com, that does exactly what it says. <laughs> okay. Uh, iPhone and Mac users should be aware that clicking on the URL will make your Safari browser crash and could even force your device to restart. And that's not the worst part. Uh, people are basically passing around this URL in uh, URL shorteners, so you don't really know that that's where you're going. So it's basically getting rickrolled, except it crashes your entire phone. Okay, that's kind of a dick move. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, <laughs> it's essentially a JavaScript that uh, calls the HTML5 history API repeatedly in a loop until it overloads your browser's memory. Well, kind of, kind of clever. It's kind of clever. To, that would should be uh, addressed in an update, I'd hope so, in the near future. One would assume. Uh, so does be, it be, does it crash uh, Chrome? No, apparently it's just Safari. Just Safari. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's fixable. It's fixable, <laughs> and I don't use Safari anyways. No. Well, I use it on my phone. I use uh, I use Google on my phone. Ooh, Chrome. look at you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. So we have talked about, uh, well, this is the security segment. We've talked about vehicle security and how it's always been an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Well, the Department of Transportation and the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration are finally getting on board with getting these people in line and to think about security up front and use best practices before releasing the products. But also, here's the crazy part. They want, uh, the, this is the government saying, can you guys just deal with the hackers and like take their advice when they break something, fix it? <laughs> that would be nice. I mean, GM, we talked about that last week, has opened up their uh, their please report bugs to us uh, thing. So yeah, I mean, uh, cars are computers now. So we need to start treating them like that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get some antivirus in there. Please, please, please do not put Norton in my car. Oh, boy. You know you're getting Norton. You get one year free. Yeah, great. Can I at least get Kaspersky? <laughs> you used to, used to get uh, just Sirius for one year. Now you're going to get Sirius and Norton. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, how do you uninstall that when you buy? You, you, basically, you get your car, and then you have to, like, uninstall all the adware and all the other <laughs> crap. 
Oh, that's going to be fun. Hey, at least we're going to be back in business, Jason. (laughs) That's true, yeah. We can start up a new company that will just take care of that for you. Oh, man. So we were just talking about Amazon. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's an awesome article, unless you're this guy, Eric. Uh, (laughs) It's called Amazon's Customer Service Backdoor. And it is a very good read on how people social engineered their way using Amazon's customer service and a little bit of info about this guy to, you know, (laughs) just really screw with them. Yeah, that was not fun. It was an interesting read and quite a nightmare. Yeah, and just the the cluelessness of Amazon's customer service <laughs> is is you know legendary here. So, well, customer service—they're not techies, they're, and they're not aware of this stuff, and they're just random, very lowly paid people. Yeah. Why, why are we surprised? Yeah. Well, I didn't say I was surprised. It was just okay. a fun read. All right. <laughs> I had, no, it's a general social engineering hack, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Thought. And now the internet of things, our favorite thing to pick on. Uh, mm-hmm. It. Yeah. Finally, other people are really getting into making fun of all of these security holes in it. We've talked about the Shodan search engine before where you can go and search for, you know, vulnerable webcams and, you know, just see what's out there. Yeah, one of the creepiest sites I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Uh, There's a new article on Ars Technica calling, The Internet of Things Security is Hilariously Broken and Getting Worse. Now, one of the things that I found very interesting in this article is that the FTC is actually going against IoT manufacturers for not having best practices in their products. Good. Yeah. They've even released a report. Uh, they actually released it a year ago, and I think we talked about this because it's it's coming back to me. FTC report on Internet of Things urges companies to adopt best practices to address consumer privacy and security risks. And they list out some different things that everybody should be doing. And uh, this is my the first one. Build security into devices at the outset rather than as an afterthought in the design process. <laughs> Derp. 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 Yeah, good times. What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? do? Uh, so much like the, that one, Amazon customer had a very bad day. There was an Uber driver that had an extremely bad day. Oopsies. Uh, there was a bug in Uber's code. Uh, they basically reposted the 1099 information for 2015 to, uh, all Uber drivers in their little dashboard. Unfortunately, every single Uber driver in the U S got, uh, got one particular woman driver, uh, in Florida's tax information. Oops. (laughs) So instead of getting your own, everybody got hers. Lovely. Oopsies. Oh, man. Speaking of tax information, Mm -hmm. uh, this comes out of Crookston, Minneapolis, which is, you know, or I'm sorry, not Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, (laughs) This is like a local paper, and they're running an article on how people are getting scammed from, uh, since it's coming up on tax time, there are people that are calling, like, you know, basically just doing cold calling with a little bit of information, pretending they're from the IRS to get more information. Yeah. Uh, social engineering is, is a far greater threat than any other cyber stuff that's going on. Yeah. Here's, here's the takeaway from this. The, the link will be in the show notes, but the IRS will never call you. No, they will well, not call. Well, in, that, yeah. <laughs> they, I, I think you've gotten a few phone calls. No, they never call. They, okay. they, they mail you, right. They give you, they send you official mail. Then they take all your money okay. and then they mail you again and said, Hey, thanks. We got all your money. <laughs> that's about it. But I've never gotten a phone call from the IRS, period. Right. So yep. if they do call you, they're a scam. Yeah, in general, if anybody calls you and asks for personal information, uh, don't do it. Get a phone number. Uh, 
say you'll call back, get off, Google the number, check with other people, find out real stuff. Don't ever just take a call from someone and pass off your personal information. Yeah, exactly. Comment of the week. All right. I would like to thank Acos Polster. I believe I just butchered that uh, for your PayPal donation this week. Also, thinking.fm. And I believe this is probably Sam Harrelson, uh, uh, new Patreon supporter. Woohoo! Thank you. Woohoo! Uh, we love that. Um, we have a lot from Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First off, we had uh, at Jason M. Bryant who said, You called the shit poop. Well, <laughs> yeah, we did. We have to keep at least our titles. Family friendly. Yeah, even though they get rewritten sometimes by... Uh, uh, yes, that's another new thing from BTR, which uh, apparently when they put us on their homepage, they have their editorial staff retitle our shows for us. Yes, apparently Internet of Poop was uh, did not was not homepage worthy. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going to have to do a little bit better with our titles. Um, at I am the real Evan B, you guys had to go and mention Abe Vigoda, didn't you? This is why we can't have nice things. I agree. Uh, I am the real Evan B again, uh, so I guess that means there should be a whole segment dedicated to the Kardashians now. Well, hopefully that just did it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, then I got in trouble. Here we go. So Fizzhog uh, roped in. Okay, say his name, Jason. Uh, Marcus Seiki. Seiki. Okay. Yo, check out the Grumpy Old Geeks podcast, brother. They discuss your book and mispronounce your name. That'd be me. And uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Jason then got into it. Uh, actually, he wrote back, didn't he? Uh, maybe Mar- yeah, Marcus wrote back. Marcus wrote back, many do. I won't hold it against. Thanks for the heads up. Thank you for not holding it against me. To be fair, I actually read your book, uh, so I've never heard your name pronounced anywhere. Jason listens to it, so he's heard it, so he should have corrected me right away anyways. I thought you were just being funny. but No, I don't, I don't know how his name's pronounced. I, <laughs> I've never heard it in the wild. That actually reminds me, like, it made me think when, when all this was going on on Twitter, I thought back to like being in sixth grade or something like that. And I was, uh, you know, like wait, when you're back in your classrooms, you would like do the reading, do around the room reading, like somebody would read page, then you'd switch off to somebody else. And there was some story that we were reading and it was talking about the Grand Prix. Well, I had never heard the word Grand Prix. My, my family, like German immigrants, we watched soccer. We didn't watch auto racing. Uh, and it's spelled Grand Prix. <laughs> So you were so that's how I read it, and people laughed at me, and I felt really bad. So thank you, you made me feel really bad. Tough no, shit. <laughs> tough shit. Anyways, sorry about that, man. Now I know how to pronounce your name. Okay, and we have this one from iTunes, a five star rating from Jake French. Great for keeping up with everything geek, tech, internet, books, and a little of everything else. Thoroughly entertaining. Thank well, you, thank Jake. Thank you so much, Jake Fresh. Because there's no end in there, Jason. Oh, okay. See, even I screw up. <laughs> and we got a bunch from grumpyogeeks.com as well. Uh, this is from Zachary. Hey, guys, just wanted to say I love the show and keep up the good work. I wanted to let you know that your pleading for people to use 1Password does not fall on deaf ears. I have purchased it for both my personal and work computers. Also, a quick question from months ago. What was the name of the Chrome extension that you guys mentioned to freeze unused tabs from using memory? I um, can't remember. <laughs> let me, I still, hold on, two seconds. I think I still, I actually had to uninstall it. I'll let you know because it did, uh, it just ended up, I think there was a memory leak or something in it because it ended up really slowing down my computer. Uh, It was called Tab Suspender and I did end up having a lot of problems with it. So I actually disabled it. Yes, I have it too. And it, uh, it is not enabled on mine because there were, there were problems with it. So I would say skip it. Yeah, I would say skip it as well. Shane writes, you guys need to stop mentioning celebrities who aren't dead yet. Mm, We're trying. Yep, and Joe also chimed in with, so I see you took care of Abe Vigoda. You guys are on a roll. 
<laughs> and Brian, the curse also extends to water heaters. After listening to your show where Jason's hot water heater broke, I came home from a business trip to find a wet basement and a leaky hot water heater. Maybe you should spend more time talking about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Keep up the great work. Brian in Atlanta. Oh, thanks, Brian. And thanks for being non-political specifically because you took out both sides. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we appreciate it all. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at GOG Podcast or at Patreon at patreon.com slash GOG and now at blogtalkradio.com slash GOG. We have a website at grumpyoldgeeks.com where you can listen to shows, leave feedback, or better yet, ask us questions that we can read on the air. If you have friends, hopefully you do, please tell them about the show. And please, if you like the show, drop us an iTunes review. They really do help us out and it'll only take a minute or two. Just go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and it'll take you right there. I got a three-way face-off going on this week for for my sci-fi sci-fi <laughs> books. Okay, so we can start off with the Coldest War by Ian Tregellis. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is you've already reviewed this one, but I just want to reiterate that uh, it's a pretty good book. Yeah, it's a great series. Man. I can't wait to get to the, the book three now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's strong all the way through. So great series. <laughs> yes, and uh, written in fire by Marcus Sakey. Mm-hmm. We we talked a little bit about that last week. Finally finished it. Me as well. And uh, yeah, it doesn't. Re- it, it's supposed to be the final installment, but it ends on pretty much an open ended story. So yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's final either. So you'll have to let us know. Tweet us back with that. Yeah, because uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a great book. So fantastic, and I, I would like to hear more. Yep. And uh, the last one of the week is the Annihilation Score, a Laundry Files novel by Charles Strauss. I did not know. I thought the previous one that I reviewed was the latest one, but this is a completely new one, and it comes from a different perspective. It's uh, from the wife of the main character of all of the other Laundry Files books. Okay. And oh, go ahead. Oh, this is the series that you've been wanting me to read, and I'm definitely going to get on that next, but I've been knocked out with the flu, so I haven't. Yeah, the Laundry Files series are great. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to order these in, uh, I, what I thought it was the best to the worst this week, even though they were all great. I have to say the annihilation score was the best of the bunch because it's, right. it's a, it's a completely new take on it. And it was an amazing book. Second, I'm going to have to do uh, written in fire. And then Ian comes in with the coldest war at number three. That's, that's pretty much my listing this week. So, but they're all, they're all great. It's a very close race. I like they're, they're all amazing series and I can't recommend them enough. Excellent. And I'd just like to quickly throw out there that the pre-orders are out and it comes out February 16th uh, for Brandon Sanderson's uh, last or next book in the Reckoner series, Calamity. Ooh, great. Just letting you know, I I put my pre-order in already. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely be getting that one. And it's, I I finally did the math on how many books I've gotten on audible.com since I joined in November of 2002, Mm -hmm. 881. It's not bad, man. That's not that's not bad at all. Yeah, good job. Software, apps, and gadgets. You ever you you heard of this peach thing? Uh, no. What is peach? I don't know. It's another one of those things that when I dip into Twitter, everybody talks about for about three days and then they stop talking about it. Uh, apparently, it was some sort of uh, messaging system because we don't have enough of them. Oh, yeah, Uh, (laughs) definitely not. uh, A chat app created by the founder of Vine, Dom Hoffman. Uh, It was a big hit for about 15 minutes, as per usual. Uh, There's a nice little link in our show notes to TechCrunch that shows the drop-off chart of Mm. usage. And it looks Um, surprisingly like a shark fin. Yeah, it's shark finned already. So apparently, uh, if you're just coming around to Peach, give it up. Mm. 
Oh. It's dead. It's L.O. Peach. L.O. <laughs> Peach. And uh, I saw something that I thought was really interesting because we all like to complain about uh, our ISPs and, and unlimited internet and things like that. There is a uh, company, the Aereo founder, wants to take on ISPs with millimeter wave wireless internet, which was the internet technology or uh, technology that was used by the military. So apparently you could buy this uh, box called a Starry and stick it right outside your window. And they will deliver millimeter wave technology to give you wireless internet access at possibly fast speeds. Possibly fast? Yeah, who knows? So we'll <laughs> see if this gets off the ground. I'd imagine that there's uh, – can you just use that that space? Who the hell knows? But uh, they're they're talking about uh, taking this all around the country. So it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, interesting to see what the speeds are on it though. It'll be interesting to see if we hear about it again in the next few months. That's true. That's true, too. This is what I've learned about new tech. <laughs> Big press release and uh, Shark Fin on talking about it. Media Candy. Brian, I wanted to believe. I actually have not watched them yet. <laughs> you have not seen the X-Files yet? I have not. The flu has completely laid me up um, as of Wednesday, Monday and Tuesday. I was busy those nights and I kind of, I wanted to wait until I was of, of sound mind and body before watching, but I have unfortunately seen many of the reviews and I hear that it's, uh, we all hope for too much. I've only seen the first one and uh, yeah, it's, uh, here's the thing. I just, I, I think it sucks, but I don't care. That's the that's the, the silly part because it's really great to see him again. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I'm enjoying that as well. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm glad I've kind of waited. I might wait to see. I might wait to watch three in a row. I might binge them because uh, some of the reviews that I had read said that the first one was horrible and they got better from there. Okay. Oh yeah. Trust me, it's not hard to get better from the first one. <laughs> okay, but they're together, so that's good enough. Uh, what I did end up doing in my stupor on my on my couch was I finished up Jessica Jones which was excellent. I loved it, and I can't wait for, for the next season. And I finally went back after after being convinced by Jessica Jones that maybe these gritty Marvel, not really superhero things are good. I went back and started to watch Daredevil, per your recommendation, and it is better. Yeah, it's pretty damn good, isn't it? It's pretty damn good. So Yeah, I, I want to go back and rewatch the fight sequence in episode two because that thing was epic, and it was just one shot. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's the one thing that kind of um, bugged me about Daredevil. It's a lot of extended insane fight sequences in the dark. And I understand that there may be, you know, they may be really doing it and that's amazing and it's all one big shot. But ever since The Matrix, anything like that to me just feels boring. Okay. There's, <laughs> it, it, they slow down with the fighting. Okay, good. Because the I've gotten, I think about three episodes in. I feel like 30 minutes of the 45 minute show is just extended fight sequences where everybody's just like, I'm just like, okay, I get it. We're fighting. Can we move on? It's it's a little insane. Yeah, they they slow down on that a bit. Okay. And they good. pick it picks up at the end, but it's still it's it's a great, great show. Other than the fight sequences, I'm really enjoying it. Um I also started listening to two new podcasts this week. I, I just wanted to try something new. Uh, the first, Anna Ferris is unqualified. Is no. she actually unqualified? Yeah, kind of, unfortunately. That's what I heard, too. Um, I mean, she's cute, and she's a nice actress, and she's certainly very pleasant to look at. And uh, the first episode that I listened to, she had her co-star on her show, um, Allison Jamie, who I love from West Wing, et cetera, on. And 
Uh, listening to Anna Ferris and Allison Janey basically fake orgasms was wonderful. Okay. I will say uh, that was enjoyable. Uh, but basically, this just becomes a Hollywood little love fest. She has her friends on and they talk about things. And she's supposed to be providing advice to other people, which is why she says she's unqualified. And uh, I mean, she, you know, who knows? Maybe she'll stick with podcasting. I, her first podcast sounded about as good as ours did. Yeah. As good as everybody's, you know, who is not a standard radio person. Yeah. And yeah, she's an actress. She's used to read other people's lines. True dad. Not true creating her own. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe she'll do great, but I mean, don't quit your day job. <laughs> and why would you? Your day job makes you tons of money. You're podcasting. You're going to make nothing off of it. And then finally, we all thought that, you know, we got over the high of J.J. Abrams not fucking up Star Wars. It was great. Oh, my God. This is just going to be wonderful. And now Disney and Synergy have to step in. Harrison Ford will preview Star Wars Land in a not-at-all shameless TV special. Can't wait. <laughs> so... Uh, is this Harrison Ford's goodbye? I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Uh, but uh, Star Wars does not have a good history with TV shows. No, they do not. <laughs> so this should be fantastic. Oh, uh, yes. The old Christmas special. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, have, I, I get to watch TMZ every now and again because it happens to be on in my home sometimes. You get to? <laughs> I get to, yes. And there's this, uh, this rapper, B.O.B., is uh, convinced the world is flat. Right. Yeah, because I always go to rappers for science news. But Neil, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson showed up on the nightly show with Larry Wilmore and uh, pretty much slams him in a, a fairly humorous little clip. Okay. I, I've heard a little bit about this and I've watched some of it, so it's very funny. It's like a three-minute clip. It's well, well worth watching. Yeah, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. Moron of the week. We have many morons this week. We're going to start <laughs> off with Sean Ludwig who is a real estate developer from Manhattan who was uh, looking at 32 years in prison because he drunkenly crashed his car and left his friend to die on the side of the road. Oh, lovely. Yeah, great guy. But here's what he did. <laughs> he uh, started Googling some things while he was uh, dealing with bail hearings. Okay. Um, 10 secrets to being a good liar. Percentage <laughs> of bail jumpers caught. Does Venezuela extradite to the U.S.? Can I leave on a cruise with an arrest warrant? Five countries with no extradition. Why do fugitives get caught? How do fugitives escape? And seeking citizenship in Venezuela. Nice. No bail for you. <laughs> oh. Next moron of the week is Wayne Simmons. You ever hear him? Nope. He's some, well, I'm, I'm not surprised because he's some blowhard that was always on Fox News oh. giving his uh, expert opinions. Okay. But he said he was a CIA officer for umpteen years and turns out he lied, and oh, he's, he's now being uh, he's being sued. Not sued, but they're pressing charges against him, I guess. So, for, Wow. Yeah. Well, you had me at Fox News. Yeah. To be fair, but uh, yeah, yeah they, don't, they don't vet anyone, do they? No, there's a, uh, there's a good article in Rolling Stone called The Rise and Fall of a Fox News Fraud. And dear Rolling Stone, stop it with the autoplay. Yes, please. <sighs> um, just because I couldn't resist, uh, this is my TMZ moment, and I, I just like to have Kanye West in here anytime I can. Uh, apparently, Kanye got in a bit of a Twitter tiff with Wiz Khalifa, who is dating his ex, Amber Rose. And then that led to Rose basically saying that uh, Kanye West uh, fingered him in the butt, and Kanye wants to let you know that he doesn't like a finger in the butt. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've seen that whole thing unfold. And uh, yeah, I really didn't ever care to know if Kanye liked a finger up the butt. But and yeah, and this is why uh, celebrities could use social media managers. Exactly. Hire us, Kanye. 
no, I, I would, I know. No, no, yeah, <laughs> no, not, 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 enough not all the money's in the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not all the money's in the world. And then finally, uh, there's an article on Moneybox called craft vodka is on the rise, even though it's basically a silly sham. Uh, I did a vodka tasting many, many years ago. I was writing for um, a magazine and went with my friend uh, who was also writing for the same. And, and we went and did a a very involved vodka tasting. Okay. And what it basically came down to was unless it's flavored, you cannot tell the fucking difference. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, even, even with Popov, it's stuff that tastes like nail polish remover. No, that will hurt you the next day. But in terms of just flavor, no. Okay. If, if you do a blind taste test of vodkas, you will not be able to tell a damn difference. <laughs> All right. Save some money. Get the cheap stuff. Yeah. Don't buy into this bullshit hipster, hipster vodka craft shit. I don't know where I found this, but uh, since it was snowing out, I, it caught my, caught my eye, and it's called De-Icing Concrete Could Improve Roadway Safety and Guard Against Corporate Espionage. Like, what? ooh, corporate espionage. I like this. Okay. So these guys have come up with a way to magnetize concrete, which turns basically will melt the ice on top of it. Okay. It's, it's interesting. It's an yeah. interesting concept. Uh, but it also blocks against, you know, uh, radio frequencies in different electromagnetic spectrums. But some of them include the ones used by cell phones. So, okay. so you know what we could do <laughs> if we made all the roads out of this, nobody could talk on their phone while they're driving anymore. I don't care about corporate espionage. I want yeah. everybody to get off their damn phone. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because I don't care how much we, we seem to pile on with the tickets. Everybody I look at is, is talking on the phone while they're driving. It's mm -hmm. insane. Nobody yeah. is paying attention to that damn law. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, anyways, <laughs> great. Let's let's try that out. Um, if you want to get your HP Lovecraft on, and here's something else I've never been sure exactly how to pronounce because I've never heard anyone say it. Tell me, Jason. Cthulhu. Cthulhu. There you go. Cover your rooms in Cthulhu damask wallpaper and invite madness in. This shit is awesome. I want this in my house. <laughs> I want this in my office. I want it in my house. It is terrifyingly awesome. I, I totally dig it. I, I know the wife would say no, but uh, maybe you can do it, Jason, and I can come and hang out in the room and we can go insane. Yeah. <laughs> it took took me a second to even see it. Yeah. It's, it's subtle, but it's pretty crazy. It's pretty cool. I did definitely go check out that link in the show notes. Yes, and the final thing I found were these awesome kind of like LED mushroom lamps that if you bought quite a few of them, you could make a magical little forest in your house. Uh, it's by a company called Great Mushrooming, and of course, they're Japanese, so I have no idea how much this would cost to actually get any of these over here, but they're beautiful. There's a link in the show notes. They all look pretty damn amazing. They are pretty cool. Uh, the only thing I don't like about them is the on-off switch because it's very big. It is big. I'd rather that uh, actually just be controlled through uh, the Internet of Things. Ooh, through your smartphone. Siri, yes. turn on my mushrooms. Because worst case scenario, uh, if somebody hacks into my mushrooms, I'm not so concerned. The web's not dead! Oh no, it's not! I know we're doing internet radio here, but I'm going to talk about a video for a second. <laughs> this is one of those things where you're going to have to go to the show notes and find the link. It's called The Fallen of World War II, and it's a kind of, you know, an infographic. It's very long, but it is very fascinating, and it compares all of the different casualties in World War II from the different countries, the different time frames, how it compares to other wars in history. 
And it's, it's really kind of sad, but it's very interesting to watch. And they did a really good job with the visualizations. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I was just skating through it a little bit. It's uh, it's crazy visualization stuff. It looks amazing. I think I think that cold medicine's kicking in. I know. I'm starting to. Uh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hell of a day. I thought it was going to be better. Nope, not so much. Big words are hard. Are you kidding me? Loving. We've talked on this show about Pilot Confidential before. The mm-hmm. cool. Uh, blog and book that you turned me on to yeah. because I have a, you know, fairly decent fear of flying, <laughs> Yes, which did. I, which I didn't have after I read the book, but now I found this article again in the Atlantic. I don't know why I got all the Atlantic articles this week. Hey, um, journalism, man, journalism. They called, actually do it. It's called how to not fly an airplane. Yes. Um, and it's a very terrifying read. Mm-hmm. And uh, even I was, wasn't going to read it. And then I uh, was scrolling through in one of their like pull quotes, you know, that they put in the middle was as soon as we landed the flight attendant quit i'm like <laughs> oh my god okay i gotta read this and it's about you know uh pilot and co-pilot communication and when uh one person lets the other person just make all the decisions how bad things can happen yes yes so, yeah it was a good read it's a little scary but uh I, you know i i think you're still okay jason <laughs> well i'm not flying anywhere for a while so that's true i'll, I'll try and let let this one uh slide out of my brain yeah good 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 luck with that. Uh, speaking of letting things slide out of your brain, I, we're not a political show, but Donald Trump is also not a, pl- a politician, so I think he's fair game. Uh, since he's keeping, he continues to get endorsed by insane Christian value people, I just wanted to point out that if Donald Trump were to win the election, he will be the first sitting U.S. president that owns a strip club. <laughs> How's that for Christian values? I want to throw a shout out to the crew of the Space Shuttle Challenger. Yesterday was, uh, 30 years ago yesterday was when uh, it blew up. I was in science class with my teacher. He almost fainted because we were watching it live. It was, uh, it was a crazy day. Uh, I remembered it as well. I was in uh, my seventh grade science class and uh, we were actually watching it lives as well. So mm-hmm. uh, it was insane. It was really, really intense. I mean, remember, uh, it, it's insane now to think that like when, when NASA does launches and stuff, nobody even tunes in anymore. Back then, it, it was news. We would watch launches live all the time and then that happened. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I want to give a shout out to my friend Stacy, who lost her battle to cancer yesterday. Uh, she was easily the happiest, most ridiculous, upbeat person I've ever come across in my life. Uh, fuck cancer. Yeah, sorry, man. It's okay. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> We're going to yeah. end on a high note. Woo! Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening. I'm Jason DeFilippo. You can check me out at jpd.me. And I'm Brian Schulmeister, and you can follow me on Twitter at SlenderFungus. And hopefully next week, (laughs) we won't have a repeat of the last couple weeks. (laughs) Grumpy Old Geeks is primarily a fan-supported show. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG. We really appreciate your support. If you don't want to or can't donate but still want to support the show, please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words and five stars or tell a friend about the show. Intro music for the show is provided by The Band Among Us. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music. Or you can donate through the Grumpy Old Geeks Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG to get 10 exclusive tracks. Outro music for the show is provided by Andy Stochansky. You can follow Andy at twitter.com slash houseofandy, and he's also on SoundCloud at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash Andy. Show notes for all the links discussed in the episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 145. I'm pretty sure Kanye likes a finger up the butt. <laughs>